0: Torturing Language to Kill Humans Euphemistic language is an essential tool of all efforts to promote evil as good. Listen to the words of an anti-life, anti-woman, anti-human rights feminist, Sophie Lewis, defend human slaughter through such absurd language torturing that it would be comical if it weren't serving such an evil end. And if you go to this article online, you can watch the short video. Lewis says, and I quote, in the past, the strategies that our side has tended to use have included a kind of ceding of ground to our enemies. We tend to say that abortion is indeed very bad, but we say, luckily, it's not killing. Luckily, it's just a health care right. We have very little to lose at the moment when it comes to abortion, and I'm interested in winning radically. And I wonder if we could think about defending abortion as a right to stop doing gestational work. Abortion is, in my opinion, and I recognize how controversial this is, a form of killing. It's a form of killing that we need to be able to defend. I am not interested in where a human life starts to exist. The other end of the spectrum is learning to die well and let each other go at the end of our lives as well as at the beginning. But looking at the biology of this kind of hemocorial placentation helps me think about the violence that, innocently, a fetus meets out vis-a-vis a gestator. And that violence is an unacceptable violence for someone who does not want to do gestational work. The violence that the gestator meets out to essentially go on strike or exit that workplace is an acceptable violence. Now that panicked, anti-life dogmatists can no longer deny that the product of conception between two humans is a human, they've shifted into rhetorical overdrive, saying, Well, of course it's human, but it's not a person. The womb is a workplace, pregnancy is gestational work, and human gestation is violence. Well, at least Lewis admitted abortion kills. But after acknowledging that abortion is a form of killing, Lewis shockingly admits to being completely uninterested in figuring out if the living thing being killed is a human life. In admitting such extraordinary lack of curiosity, especially for a scholar, she implicitly concedes that abortion may kill a human being. Only sociopaths have no qualms about killing innocent humans. In addition to being morally flawed, her statement is nonsensical. It's inarguable that the object growing in a woman's womb is living because you can't kill something that is non-living and Lewis admitted abortion is killing. And, as I mentioned, it's inarguable that the product of conception between two humans is a human— So, Lewis knows that abortion kills, she knows that the thing abortion kills is alive, and she knows that the living thing abortion kills is a human. What the heck is hemichorial placentation, you may be asking yourself? And how does it do violence to gestators? Well, defining it is easy-peasy. Hemichorial placentation is a $10 technical term that refers to the natural process by which a mother's body sustains her developing offspring by bathing his or her chorion, the outer layer of tissue enveloping the baby, in nutrient-rich blood, hemo, via the placenta, placentation. Hemachorial placentation doesn't mete out violence, innocently or otherwise, unless, of course, violence is redefined to include nonviolent natural processes. Lewis needs to redefine this natural process as violence in order to justify the actual violence mothers and their hired killers meet out to humans in the womb, humans that have no part in nor cause the alleged violence of hemocorial placentation. Lewis, author of the book *Full Surrogacy Now: Feminism Against Family*, should be able to notice the difference between letting each other go at the end of our lives, and voluntarily snuffing out others at the beginning of their lives. As demonstrated by both the anti-woman Lewis and the moral empty shells at Governor J.B. Pritzker's Kill Babies Bill celebration, shells held upright by a constant refilling of hot air and puffed-up pride, euphemisms are the stock-in-trade Of every leftist. Recently, New York Times writer Alan Blinder, I kid you not, that's his name, said this I kid you not, and I quote Louisiana lawmakers voted on Wednesday to ban abortion after the pulsing of what becomes the fetus's heart can be detected. The measure would require an ultrasound test for any woman seeking to terminate a pregnancy and forbid abortion if the test detects embryonic pulsing, end quote. Someone should drive a stake through the New York Times organ of pulsing and then through their embryonic organ of moral reasoning. One mother's embryonic moral reasoning is evident in a PBS documentary on abortion in which she is seen starting the chemical abortion of her twins. If you go to this article online, you can watch this one-minute video. Before we get to what the mother said, here's some euphemistic language from the abortionist who says, This is the mifepristone that will stop the pregnancy from growing, end quote. A pregnancy, also known as gestation, doesn't grow. Humans grow. The doctor then explains that the second medication will help the mother's body, quote, Push the pregnancy tissue out of her uterus. End quote. She won't even say fetus, let alone baby. I wonder when she enters delivery rooms at the moment of delivery, does she say, okay, mom, push that pregnancy tissue out of your uterus? End quote. Doubtful. Finally, hear the empty and chilling words of the mother spoken about and to the twins she's aborting. And I quote her. What I hope I feel is a sense of peace, not only with myself and the decision that I've made, but also of a sense of peace with these two beings that I've chosen not to bring into the world. Thank you for choosing me, and I'm honored to be given this gift of life. And also, I can't do it right now. End quote. Can't or won't. Soul-sickening, dishonest rhetoric.